Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we are giving away free signed books. No matter when you listen to this episode, all you have to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well. So you... You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast Review, or you can message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole and screenshot your Apple Podcast Review, no matter which way you want to do it. We'll be randomly going through the messages on Instagram and the reviews on Apple Podcasts and randomly picking winners every month. We'll reach out to you, ask you which book you want, who you want us to sign it to. Everybody, I can sign it. <laughs> Everybody on the, on the Ask Me Anything episodes can sign it. You're, anything you want. And we'll be sending it out to you. All right, let's get to today's show. It's an Ask Me Anything episode. You guys excited for this? Yes. <laughs> We're back. The, the band is back together. Yes, we are. So every at the end of every regular episode where I'm interviewing people, different friends within the wellness space, I answer one of your health questions in an Ask Me Anything. And then peppered throughout the months, there's a whole episode devoted to answering your health questions. So you can submit them on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You could go through drwillcole.com and message us there. And we put everything on a Google Doc. We compile the questions and we'll get to as many of them as possible at the end of every regular episode and then on these Ask Me Anything episodes. So keep your questions coming in. We love them. And we have, you guys know that, I mean, this is a fan favorite. The listeners love these episodes. So we have Holly, DJ Holly D, back <laughs> on the such, ones and such twos. Such an epic in- entrance. Like, <laughs> DJ Holly D, what yeah. up? So she's, we call her patient experience director. 
Yeah, we're working on the name here. I love that yeah. one. Yeah, yes. yeah like I love that? it. I love it. That's yeah. so, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, so she's in charge of all patient experiences and curating them and optimizing all of those protocols within the clinic. And then we have two people on the actual functional medicine patient team. Two of the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> two of the three of the Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and that name is because they're typically the bad cop, and I'm typically the good cop, and that's where that origin came from. But, hey, <laughs> yes. we need the yin and the yang, right? That's how we yes. get people better and balance each other out. So, are we ready to jump into the burning health questions? Oh, we ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to ask the first question, which I love this question. Okay, so can you talk more about coffee? Do creamers in coffee break a fast? And which type of coffee creamers do you recommend, Dr. Cole? This is a very common question that we get because people want to know what they can get away with during their intermittent oh, fast. Oh, yes, we do. And this yeah. is a hot topic even within our clinic. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it is. talk about. Yes. Yeah. You'll, so you can ask 10 different people in wellness, you'll get 10 different answers. So it's definitely, the science is not settled in this entirely. But I see it, like I see most things, like it exists on a, a spectrum, right? You have the fasted state, which no one's going to really deny that. That's something that's not going to stimulate insulin, leptin, ghrelin, cortisol. It is something that's not going to impact digestion significantly. So that's going to be water, basically, right? That someone's mm -hmm. drinking water, water with electrolytes. That's going to keep you, in my opinion, the purest fasted state. Ketones are going to be higher. Your gut's going to get a break. Everything's going to be chilled out. mTOR is going to be lower. mTOR is a pathway. Called, it's a, an acronym that stands for mammalian or mechanistic target of rapamycin. It's basically a lot of the longevity research is looking at fasting, keeping mTOR low, as long with insulin and leptin and all those other hormones. So it puts your body in that physician within state, as Paracelsus said. He was the father of toxicology in the late 1400s, early 1500s in Switzerland. He was known as the Martin Luther of medicine, which is, I think is kind of cool. He was oh. reforming medicine out of his time. He called fasting the physician within. Well, now science is substantiating good old Paracelsus that this inner physician is mTOR being low, this pathway mTOR being low. It is that's pro-accelerated growth, basically. mTOR being high is pro-accelerated growth, which we need mTOR being high sometimes when you're working out or you are looking to build muscle, mTOR needs to be high during that state. But it's ba about balance here in the body. It's a homeostasis. And during fasting, we need at least cyclical times of mTOR being on the lower side. And we need insulin being low and leptin being low as well. So once you go out of that fasted state, then you have things that are, I would call fasting mimicking. So that's going to be fats like MCT oil or a different types of, of healthy fats that are not going to impact insulin. That's going to still keep ketones high. It will actually raise ketones even more because you're getting some exogenous fats in. And then after that, it's going to be things that stimulate insulin and digestion. So that's going to be juices and foods and thing, anything that impacts digestion and insulin and blood sugar levels. So the, the question was creamers. It depends what's in the creamer. That's why oh. I gave that background context. So if you get like a sugary creamer, that's going to impact blood sugar, insulin, leptin, and digestion. So that's going to really diminish the health benefits of fasting. So if the question is fasting 
and what they can have while they're fasting that I would look at what the ingredients are. Now, if you want to be in that fasted mimicking state, I think there's a place for, obviously, there's the whole like bulletproof craze of the years past of adding things like butter and ghee and MCT oil in the coffee that still actually made fasting easy. It was, it was fasting mimicking. It raised ketone levels. It increased energy levels because you were providing your brain these clean fuel sources of, of exogenous ketones, basically. You were increasing beta-hydroxybutyrate. So if you get a, a creamer that had that sort of constituents of higher fat, that I think that could be fine. People want to know about almond milk and nut milk-based creamers too. I, I, there's mTOR, that pathway that I mentioned earlier, the longevity pathway you want to keep lower to support longevity, is sensitive to protein. So I wouldn't be adding tons of protein. But if you look at the protein grams on creamers, it's very low. So even if you get an almond milk-based, it's very low or yeah, very negligible of anything. So to me, I think like a small amount of plant-based creamer, if it's clean ingredients, no sugar, it's fasting mimicking. And if you look at Walter Longo's research, the fasting mimicking research, actually you can have a significant amount of calories as long as it's low carb, higher fat, and still be in a fasted state. So I wouldn't freak out about that, but it is impacting digestion. And some of those creamers can impact digestion negatively. So I know I'm going on a tangent here, everybody, but I wanted to give you context. But the creamers that I don't, I like my coffee black. When I drink coffee, I just am a purist in that way. So. Boring. <laughs> but, you know, if I have it, like once in a blue moon, I'll have the nut pods, which. Yeah, nut pods are good. And they have some really cool flavors. Yeah. Like, they have, and Marshall, who's the producer on the podcast, he loves nut pods as well. So shout out to Marshall. And there's hazelnut, there's vanilla, French vanilla, there's caramel, there's, and these are all, well, they're not, they're using cleaner ingredients. So yeah. what do y'all think? Yeah, Holly, what are your thoughts? Because you're passionate yeah. about this. You're passionate about creamy. creamer, not passionate <laughs> about coffee. I love you, but I'm just going to say I know. That. I really wish that I liked black coffee like you do. Like, it bums me out because creamer is one of those things that I like to pretend just doesn't, like, matter mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Like, coffee and creamer, it's like, oh, it's irrelevant. How, but, yeah, I mean, I have found an oat milk creamer we talked about, I think, on the last episode that isn't awful. I mean, yeah, I could definitely switch it up, but, you know. Yeah, I think looking at the oils, too, is mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. The one mm -hmm. that you found was had a coconut oil coconut base, oil. which was a lot yeah, better than the canola oil, things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so can, that's a good tip here. Emily just mentioned a good tip. So what— should people be looking out for with a lot of these plant-based creamers? Yeah. So I think the oil is a big one because it's usually like the second ingredient. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're going for a cleaner oil. And Holly, I don't remember the one that you were talking about, but she'd found one with coconut oil. And then I think just looking for all those additives. Like mm -hmm. if there's, if you have, see a list of ingredients where you can't even pronounce them, probably not the right one to pick. So I think right. looking for the the gums, the additives, preservatives, looking at the oils, again, looking at the sugar content, 
that's all that I would be looking at too. So, I mean, I know Megan, you're also a black coffee lover. So oh, yeah. yeah, I like my coffee. Like I like my soul dark and bitter is what I tell people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I swear she's the nicest. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's oh, no, a big she's, joke. Yeah, really nice. <laughs> like a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good, that's a good Thank you. way to describe that's, you. You know. People age at different speeds. And the date on your license may not represent your inner biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span and slow down the accelerated aging process, the keys to health and longevity run in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce stress, improve your sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise for your body, right nutrition for your body, and supplementation for your body. It's bio-individuality at its best. What I also love about this, you have to add the Inner Age 2.0. Add this to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age. You're going to be shocked by the results. You can see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well, or you can use code Will Cole at checkout to get that 20% off. Again, that's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. If I ask you what is the number one health problem people from all over the world are facing, would you know what it is? If you guessed sleep, you'd be right. Honestly, the majority of people are lacking energy throughout the day, but lack of energy is a symptom of a bigger problem that is very difficult to gain control over. And that problem many times is sleep. Sleep can affect your mood, hormones, weight gain, and many other factors negatively impacting you. If you're finding yourself staring at your ceiling only to still be awake hours later staring at your phone, or if you're waking up in the morning feeling like you didn't get enough sleep, I invite you to try a simple bedtime routine that works like a charm and helps you sleep like a baby every night. All it takes is a glass of water and two safe and natural magnesium breakthrough capsules 30 minutes before hitting the pillow. That's all you have to do. These seven essential forms of magnesium included in this full spectrum serving help you relax, unwind, and turn off your active brain after a long, stressful day so you can rest peacefully and wake up feeling refreshed, vibrant, and alert. And for a limited time, BioOptimizers, the makers of Magnesium Breakthrough, is offering additional bonus gifts for the next 1,000 customers or while supplies last. That means you are getting free products to try that will support your digestive system so you experience less bloating and gas throughout the day. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash and enter Will Cole to activate this exclusive limited time offer. This offer is only available at the special access website. 
That's magbreakthrough.com slash Will Cole. magbreakthrough.com slash Will Cole. I will say though, something that I think we can all agree on is there's a little bit of like newer research. They used to say, you know, coffee is a diuretic and you'll be dehydrated. Now we know we have to drink like a lot of coffee or Mm -hmm. a lot of tea for that to happen. But there is a lot of more research coming out that the pathway of coffee can interfere with the absorption of magnesium, sodium, and certain minerals. So I think whether you're drinking your coffee black or with creamer, you know, throwing in some electrolytes around Mm -hmm. there so that you don't throw off your electrolytes. I I think that's a good tip for all of us. So are you Mm -hmm. telling people only to have one cup a day, Megan? (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, (laughs) how many cups of coffee do you guys have a day? Because, I mean, for me, it varies. It could be two, it could be six, which, you know. Yeah, you could be snorting coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a one cup gal. Like, I typically don't vary from that. I I have a one, two, three rule. I don't know if I took this from somebody, so I'm just going to say this. I wait one hour after I wake up to have the coffee so that I wake up naturally. I don't go over two cups a day, and I never have caffeine past 3 p.m. You wow. are so freaking regimented. I really <laughs> love that. Enneagram three to the to max. A That's like goals for my life. Because right Thank now you. I'm going through. Oh man, Thank I don't you. think like that. I, I just to me like when I want to. I pass it, a Starbucks. You're like, yeah. oh, I need to go home and make a coffee. <laughs> Wait, how many do you have I, a day? I don't have that much. You know that I like tea, so right. I, I yeah. like tea. That's what I'm having ninety percent of the time. <laughs> And I like Zevia. Everyone knows I like Zevia too. So like if I'm going to have a caffeinated beverage, that's typically what I'll have. I'll have a plain black tea, Earl Grey yeah. tea, Yeah, green you've tea, truly converted me since tea. working here because yeah, I was never a tea girl. And now oh, I swear yes. that's all I drink. I, I, I agree. I like tea, tea now and it's be- because of you. <laughs> like I wow. have iced tea always in my fridge because like mm-hmm. if you come to our office— well, you'll be having like multiple different bottles of like oh, yeah. multiple. It looks Zivia. like an apothecary. Yes. yes. <laughs> it looks like an ancient apothecary of random elixirs. Very fitting for us. Yes. But and but when I have coffee, I'll have like zero to two cups a day. But I don't care about the time. If I get home in the evening, and I know this yes. is not the best advice coming from a functional medicine doctor, okay. but Honestly. I'm a fast metabolizer of caffeine. I know my body, my bioindividuality. And my sleep scores don't aren't impacted negatively. My REM, my deep sleep are fine yeah. if I have a random cup of coffee or half a cup of coffee in the evening. And I, it, it's very European in a way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that what you're aiming for? But I rarely do that. I probably do that five times in a year. But it's like, I don't work. The point is I don't think about the time yeah. with it. You like a good afternoon cup though. That's right. So do I. Yeah, yeah. that's right. See, I'm the kind of girl I want to smell it when I'm waking up yeah I do oh, like the yes. smelling coffee the and then I'm good for the day yes. <laughs> yes oh we're back to singing okay <laughs> no. okay no, we, need, we go down a rabbit hole we need that. better no let's talk about coffee quality real fast coffee mm, yes. can be yes. you mentioned the mineralization can we talk about that real fast we're just still on the first AMA yeah but, it's okay but <laughs> what I love now. about Dave Asprey who start? He'd started Bulletproof, but he went and started a new company called Danger Coffee. One of the things he's doing, so I don't want to, is mineralization. Yes, you could taste it. So you yes. talk about you the can mineral. Actually, taste it. You talk about the mineral depletion that coffee can bring. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this is an idea of okay, what's a way to remineralize a food that can have mineral that it could demineralize a little bit? And I that always got me too. Is like it's a diuretic. You have to have. Ex- excessive amount of coffee for it coffee to have a mild tea. diuretic. Right. So if you don't like coffee and you want arguments against coffee, 
find something else other than diuretic because there's that's not enough reason. There are people that are slow metabolizers of caffeinated beverages. There's detox gene SNPs. There's one called the CYP1A2 gene SNP, which makes people slower detoxers. It's the it's a detox gene, but the, in the research, I've seen researchers call it the caffeine gene because it is the one gene that's responsible for lots of different things, one of them being the detoxification of caffeine. So we do know patients that are slow metabolizers. They do have these gene polymorphisms that make them more sensitive to caffeine. They probably shouldn't be having coffee. But if you're fast metabolizer, if it's not impacting your heart rate, if it's not making you anxious, if it's not impacting your digestion, because it can be hard on the, for a, a gut that's not very healthy, it can create some hard on digestion. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Did we agree? We, we settled this. Yeah. I mean, we, could, we could continue. <laughs> we can agree coffee, to disagree like all day. I have so yeah. many thoughts, but we'll get to the next question. Cool. All right. Question two. So, with sugar being in almost everything in the grocery store and the American diet, how do I cut out refined sugar and curb cravings when it comes to dessert? And do you have any sugar-free dessert ideas? And this question was submitted by actually, I think, another producer at Dear Media. Mm -hmm. So I'm answering this now here. So with sugar being out almost everything. All right. So the question is, how do I cut out refined sugar and curb sugar cravings? I'm trying to understand this question. Yeah. Let's kick it off to you guys first. What do you all think? And then I'll get my thoughts. This is just my two, again, this might be my Enneagram three showing, but if I am craving sugar, I first ask myself, am I stressed and emotional? If I'm stressed or emotional, I go for a walk or I check right. into my feelings. Second thing is if I actually do have a sugar craving, I'm looking at my electrolytes and my protein intake. Because mm -hmm. if my electrolytes are off, if I didn't have enough good quality protein or healthy fats that day, those hunger cues are going to excel. And then I am craving the bad stuff, the quick energy, the quick fuel. Mm -hmm. That's my kind of quick two cents of my body, at least. Yeah. And I think too, with cutting it out and going shopping and, and getting groceries, the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is always look at ingredients. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes we think it's easy enough just to look at what it's called. If it says natural or organic, <laughs> which yes, organic food is great. We yeah. should be looking for those signs. But trust the ingredients yes. most importantly. So if you look at the back and making sure that you know what is in the product, that is going to be so helpful when you are trying to buy groceries. Yeah. And sticking to whole foods first and foremost, right? So that's going to be very helpful. But we also know that sometimes we do want to intentionally have a dessert. And that's okay. But I would also encourage just mindful eating as much as possible. If you want to intentionally make that decision to have it, that's totally okay. But I think where, especially Megan, what you were talking about is we can get into patterns of unintentionally making these decisions. And then all of a sudden it's like, you ate everything in sight. I mean, yes. I've done it before. All, I swear we he <laughs> hear so many people talk about that. So really trying to be intentional with why you're eating, when you're eating, and just asking yourself those yeah. questions like you talked about, Megan. Yeah. Thanks. I would say all of what they said is brilliant because this is a common scenario that you see with patients, certainly what we see. My, my one thought would be to go for better for you alternatives, like you said, but also focusing on fat and protein and making sure those are adequate. That's a big thing. And yeah. like you said, also making electrolytes. Yes. If people are satiated, so a lot of times people will decrease the sugar and they'll just be left with a caloric deficit, right? And they will, it's like, they're already sugar burners. They're already struggling with cravings and a hangriness. And they're dependent largely on 
sugar and caffeine, but sugar mainly and carbs, which, which break down into sugar for fuel. That's like kindling on the fire. So then you just need that. You need that fire to function at work, to function during your day, to have energy, to feel decent. But then you just took your kindling off the fire, which is the sugar and the carbs. So then you're left in this sort of metabolic purgatory because you're not fully fat adapted. You are not burning fat for fuel, but then you just took off your fuel source. So you're going to have to realize that if your fire, if your metabolic energy is dependent on kindling or sugar for fuel, you're going to have to put the analogy is a log on the fire to being fat adapted, not saying you have to be in ketosis, which is the sort of a deeper state there, but you at least need to train your mitochondria, your cellular energy factories and your gut and your stomach to start to use fat and protein for fuel. So that's I, you're, the way you do that is start slowly decrease sugar. Maybe don't start off over. If you're at 200 grams of sugar a day or more, maybe not go to zero. Titrate slowly. Yeah, titrate slow <laughs> to slowly train your metabolism to not depend on it. You could do it cold turkey. You definitely could do it, but you're going to want to set yourself up for success. And then doing all the things that Megan and Emily just said is how you would do that. But another way to do it is like, okay, give myself a week to sort of slowly bring it down by maybe like 10, 15, 20 grams of sugar a day. And then don't decrease your calories, increase fats and proteins. So things like wild caught fish and avocados and nuts and seeds, if you tolerate them and olives and grass fed beef, these things are needed to fuel your body because just decreasing calories is not the answer. Yeah. And let's not forget about where labs can play an important part too, because are there yeah. any factors, under, underlying factors that are driving these craving issues yeah. and looking, especially within the gut, is there any dysbiosis, bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, yeah, you know, pathogen point. exposure that can really drive these cravings too. And so I just think making sure that you're looking in these areas can be really helpful too. Yeah. yeah. Or even like mold or toxin exposure, which can mess with those hunger hormones, the insulin, the glucose. Yeah. It can make your body go a little out of whack. And what are they, the second part of the question? They wanted to know what are some sugar-free dessert ideas? Do we have any ideas there? I My super quick thing that I actually have, I have to say I'm really excited about is I will take either like a whole milk and I tolerate various forms of dairy. So let me preface with that. You could always do an almond milk here, but I do either like a whole milk grass-fed yogurt or a kefir and I put chia seeds and then I just go for some fruit on top of that. It's almost like a chia seed pudding with a little fruit. Sometimes I do a little honey. So is it sugar-free? No, but it is a natural sugar that my body does mm -hmm. tolerate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I, not all sugar behaves the same. Mm -hmm. When it's in its whole food form, you look at things like fruits that is bound with fiber, depending on how much fiber is in the fruit and depending on your own bioindividuality. And again, back to Emily's point, testing like even a continuous glucose monitor and saying how, looking at how different carby and sweet whole foods, how they impact your body is going to be different from person to person. So I would say really focus on fruits and making yeah. fruits Think almost like yeah. a, we have some patients that are even like have digestive problems. They'll cook down some of the fruits in sort of a mm -hmm. compote with berries, sort of the innards of a pie without the pie part, without the yeah. crust part. Yeah. It's delicious. But you could get some co-cream on top of that. Yeah. You could drizzle a little bit of maybe manuka honey or something like yeah. that. That's a lot of sugar, but that's going to, or let's just say this, there's a, that is a good amount of sugar. Yeah. 
But yeah. it's going to, in many people, behave differently than straight up yeah. processed refined sugar. Yes. Because the fiber it buffers make, a make lot Make the of sugar that. count. Make it a quality yes. sugar. And Manuka honey helps to repopulate the gut and yeah. with the gut dysbiosis yeah. somehow. I've been doing recently like a plain unsweetened Kite Hill almond milk yogurt with Manuka honey. Yeah. And just a few like berries or something yeah. on top. It's delicious. But one of my all-time favorite desserts actually is one that your wife makes. Oh, yeah, the the blue, almond flower blueberry. blueberry. Yeah. 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 Shout out mm. to Amber. My yeah. We love her. Sounds delicious. We love she get us the recipe. I'd yeah, love oh that recipe. Oh, you yes. know what? I'll tell you the recipe. Shout out who's been on the podcast. It is Danielle's uh, book, her, her first book, I think. It, anyways, it's basically, I forget the name of your book. I'm going to butcher it, but we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. But it is a paleo almond flour crust with this sort of warm, like berry. Situation, kind of like you, yeah, what it's you were like talking about with with a little bit of maple syrup. So sounds incredible. Yeah, so great. Oh. We settled that once and for all. Typical children's vitamins are basically, let's be honest, candy in disguise, filled with teaspoons and teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk. Growing kids honestly should never be eating. That's why Haya was created. The pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with all the sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk, yet it tastes really great and is perfect for picky eaters. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they actually love. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free. It's free of all the junk that you do not want your kids to be having. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. I have, I have to say, my son is pretty dang picky and he loves this so much and it's a way for him to get all these vitamins and minerals that he can be deficient of because he's not eating enough fruits and vegetables and nutrient-dense foods. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Will Cole. This deal is not available on their regular website, so you have to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash Will Cole and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Public Goods is the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful, streamlined aesthetic. I love public goods. I use their cleaning products. We use so much within the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center and at my home. Public goods ethically sources and obsessively develops each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives that honestly are still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation at all. You can join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. We've worked out an awesome deal. 
receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again. They are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash Will Cole or use code Will Cole at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash Will Cole to receive $15 off your first order. Last question. How do you know if environmental toxins are playing a role in your health? So environmental toxins are associated with pretty much every inflammatory problem out there is being implicated in many cases. So people that have metabolic issues, people that have blood sugar problems, people that have autoimmune problems, people that have brain health problems. So no matter where you're at on the inflammation spectrum, toxins, environmental toxins specifically is what the question's asking, can play a role. And so just because you have a chronic health problem like this doesn't necessarily mean you have high environmental toxins in your body, but the only way you know is if you test. So this is where we come in as functional medicine practitioners. We have to test to see why the inflammation level is high. So the symptom, whether that be the autoimmune problem or the anxiety or the metabolic issue, that's the check engine light. Why is the check engine light on? It's that proverbial, like you take your card to the mechanic, you're He's hooking the car up to diagnostics. That's what we're doing here with someone's symptom like this. We want to see why the check engine light's on in the first place, which environmental toxins could be a one component, not the only component for people. And some studies are pointing to it being a significant component and should be looked at. And the only way you know if it's a factor is if you test. So we run many tests, blood tests, urine tests specifically, that can measure the immune system's response to environmental toxins, i.e. blood and actually accumulated environmental toxins in the urine. We've seen some fascinating cases over the years. Yes, we have. Like, can you name a a recent one? I just had one yesterday. This patient had a very, and my poor husband who works in the environmental sciences, I'm going to butcher this toxin name. I'm just letting everyone know. It's bromopropane. And it comes from NAPR, N-acetylpropylcysteine. It sounds good to me. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Right. I think you did a great job. Thanks. I'm please so, please tell my husband that. <laughs> but it is an organic solvent used in dry cleaning. And this patient worked on Wall Street in these very high-powered jobs where all she would wear is dry cleaning clothes. And this substance, chronic exposure, actually re- like causes decreased cognitive function and impairment of the central nervous system. Long story short, her body wasn't releasing it. She was over like five times of what we would like. We checked her out with a mycotox test. And I truly believe her detox pathways may be blocked because of one or the other. Either way, we have to detox her. I mean, her penicillin mold was over 2,000. We went up below 37. Mm -hmm. So right then and there, it was just like, well, that's part lifestyle, part exposure, part detox pathways blocked. And it was probably past job experience, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. So we look at the genetics and epigenetic variabilities because people's jobs, where yeah. they live, mm-hmm. like we see pe- people that live near golf courses, farms, farms, not organic yeah. farms, mechanics yeah. that are yeah. around these wow. things, people yeah. that yeah. work on the airline industry. I mean, they're That's around a big one. these toxins a lot. Hairdressers. Yes. And we're not Dentists. saying these people have to quit their job, but we're right. saying in job site exposure is something to consider, oh, especially 100%. talking about years at a job. 
Yeah. I actually met with someone yesterday who spent years as a, a firefighter. Oh, and, yeah. you know, he even brought up, he said, I've been exposed to more toxins than I can count. And even he, I, he mentioned that where they would sleep, they'd actually just leave like their uniform right by their bed so they could jump right into it if they needed it. And he's like, we know that they off gas. Like we know that those yeah. things were being exposed even while we were sleeping. Mm-hmm. And even me asking the question, well, have you ever tested for these chemicals or toxins? And it's, not typical. No. And no. so I just think it is something that we have to pay attention to. And one thing we always talk about is that we're not just here to rule in, but we need to rule out as well. Yes. We need to make sure that these common exposure things that we're looking out for them. Yeah. So one of the like the bigger intake and lots of the questions that we ask initial patients are these sort of granular topics, like what type of job have you lived? We go back even to <laughs> when they were born, yeah, like yeah. and what their parents did and how they were born and the things yeah. they're exposed to growing up. I mean, it is that we have to look at here because these are the yeah. things that get missed. Yes. And it's easy to just say, well, you just have an autoimmune condition or you just have chronic fatigue syndrome. You just have fibromyalgia. You just have anxiety. Yes. That's just the way that it is. Well, why? Mm. There's these formative things. Yes. And it's not just one thing. It's not like the magic piece of the puzzle. It's a confluence of factors. Yeah. Symbiotica is a health supplement company designing sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity by filling nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet. They are the highest quality bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system. Symbiotica's liposomal magnesium althreonate was developed by a team of scientists at MIT, which has been shown to increase magnesium levels in the brain more than any other form of magnesium. Magnesium is an essential mineral that is required for 80% of the body's metabolic functions. Symbiotica's super greens is a convenient way to boost your daily nutrition. It contains a bioavailable complex of natural plant compounds, including chlorophyll, broccoli seed extract, and other alkalizing greens. It helps to support cellular detoxification, boost your energy levels, and promotes healthy immune responses. What I love about Symbiotica is you can take their online quiz to figure out the best supplements for your specific health goals. Love that. So all you have to do is use code WILLCOLE on symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or you can create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. Again, that's code WillCole at symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And if you haven't checked out my interview with Shervin of Symbiotica, it was a great conversation. Again, symbiotica.com, use code WillCole. We have time for two studies. Let's yes. do two Let's studies. Do two. Okay. Uh, save, the, save one for next week. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, the next time we do a next recording, we will we'll get to the more studies. But we have all these exciting studies we want to share. So we're shifting from Ask Me Anything. Now we're going to ex- share some exciting new health science in the scientific literature. I think the next one we have something about fat burning after menopause. Who wants to go over that? Let me grab it here. Okay, so this one's titled Women Burn Fat Even After Menopause. Okay, and this was from June. I cannot pronounce the university. <laughs> I that cannot this is either, from. Holly. I think Will's going to have to take that one. But yeah. It looks Icelandic, and I don't it speak does look Icelandic. Icelandic. It looks absolutely like it Nordic does. Icelandic. I mean, I would not even try that, yeah. just being honest. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> 
So this was a, it says the estrogen deficiency following menopause. Finland. It's from Finland. There okay. We go. There, there we go. go. Some Nordic language. <laughs> Megan had to look that up. I had to. It's a subsidiary of Helsinki Institute of Physics. <laughs> now you know why she's a three. Yes. Yeah. So they'll have the three start and then the five will read. The estrogen deficiency <laughs> following menopause is thought to impair women's ability to use fat as an energy source. This actually works really well with these with the AMAs, fat burning and metabolic flexibility. This is a study conducted out of Finland, apparently. It shows that menopausal state or blood estrogen level, something we measure for patients, do not clearly determine the rate middle-aged women are able to use fat at rest or during exercise. Really cool study that showed that we think that as many women are told this, that when menopause hits, they basically can't burn fat. It's it's a problem. And what the research is really showing is that it's not as simple as that. And that women after menopause could still burn fat. What did you guys think of the study? I thought it was wonderful. It kind of solidifies a lot of things that we have told patients that just because you are in menopause or going through menopause or going through any hormonal change, albeit, does not mean you're, you have this extreme inability to lose right. fat. We may have to help you out, but this just shows there are other things we have to look at. And that's what the study talks about, like glucose intolerance, different diets with these with these women. We have to look at all of the other holistic things going on within their lives to maybe just amplify the fat burning, but it is not impossible by yeah. any means. And I think it just points out that there is no one size fits all diet, right? Yes. It really says that we can't just lean on something, even something like keto. Like we can't just lean on this and assume that this is the best way to go. We mm-hmm. have to look at people as individuals and figure out what exactly works for you. Mm-hmm. A surprising facet within this study, they found that women who use fat at a higher rate while resting, meaning they were more of a fat burner, blood glucose and insulin levels rose more during a subsequent glucose tolerance test. Basically, they came away with higher peak fat utilization during exercise did not indicate necessarily better glucose tolerance. There's a lot of variables to consider. And I have to say, I can think of thousands of patients over the years that kind of fit that, is that they were fat burning. Like a lot of biomarkers were improving, but they still, their own biochemistry and Mm -hmm. probably things going on maybe in their gut, maybe genetics play a role in this too for some people. They're, they still are very carb sensitive or they're yeah. very, their glucose is still needs some work. Yes. So it's not linear and there's a lot of variables to consider. And I, I just love studies looking at physiological variables like this, but really yeah. cool. If you speak Finnish, then have at it. <laughs> the university looks beautiful, guys. I would definitely visit. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip, AMA in Finland. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Next study. All right. So the next study we have, did you have a preference on which one? Let's do the last one. All right. I like that one. So this one is, is stroke linked to depression before it occurs? This was just in... July uh, July 13th, 2022 by the American Academy of Neurology. And it just kind of discusses how depression is a common problem for people who have had a stroke. However, some people actually show symptoms of a, pre- a depression years before their stroke. So now they're wondering, what is the relation or correlation here, Dr. Cole? Yeah. So the study researchers looked at 10,797 adults with an average age of 65 with a history 
of stroke at the start of the study. Participants were followed for up to 12 years, and during that time, 425 people had a stroke, sadly. They were matched with 4,249 people who did not have a stroke, but were similar in their age, gender, racial, or ethnic identity and other health conditions. The participants then took a survey. The researchers found that six years before the time of the stroke, people who had later had a stroke and those who did not had scores roughly the same, about 1.6 points. But at about two years before the stroke, scores of people who had a stroke started increasing on average 0.33 points. Following stroke, depressive symptoms increased an additional 0.23 points for this group, reaching a total of 2.1 points. So it is interesting to see this sort of, these chronic health problems don't happen overnight. Right. And recent other studies reflect that too. I mean, the average degenerative problem, whether it be an autoimmune condition or a neurodegenerative symptom, I've seen studies that range between four and 10 years prior to that problem, that red mm -hmm. alert, that things were brewing on that inflammation spectrum. It's interesting to see studies like this that really show that this is a pre-stroke phenomenon, not just a post-stroke phenomenon. Because obviously we know post-stroke depressions, it can be a thing because of many reasons. But pre-stroke phenomenon, the takeaway that I would get from this study is to not ignore things. It doesn't mean that everybody with depression is going to get a stroke. <laughs> but what it's saying is these are check engine lights that your body's trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. right. So this isn't yeah. to put fear in anybody or say, oh, everybody's, no, this is, let's look at the context of this, that we have preclinical science. We have check engine lights in our life that for some people, it'll just be worse depression if they don't take care of it. For the next person, it is a sign of some neuroinflammatory problem or a cardiovascular, neurocardiovascular yeah. problem. Yeah, and I think this is just more evidence that we cannot keep, mental health just on this like right. separate little island. It is physiological. Yeah. It is, there's something going on within the body that we're seeing. And, and it's not just, I think so often we talk with people who are like, well, this is just my life, right? This is just, you know, mm -hmm. this is what I have. No, this is physiological. We can help you heal, you know, thrive. Your body is designed to be able to do that, but we've got to check these areas out. And I do think that our world and society is getting so much better at mm -hmm. valuing taking care of your mental health and knowing that it is physical health. Yeah. And so I'm glad though that we're seeing a lot more evidence there. Exactly. And yeah. the researchers at the out of the study looked at depressive symptoms. They looked at mood overall and fatigue. And that's another thing to think about as well, yeah. which many people that are don't, going through depression, that fatigue and depression is just part of that same complex, right? They just lack that zest for life and they don't know what it is. It was a fatigue, is a depression, and it can be both really. Yeah. Interesting yeah. study. All right. The only thing that I just wanted to bring up with that though, is I was like looking at the limitations and I think this is a limitation for the study, but also like limitation for us is that the researchers did not have enough data on treatments for depression and the effectiveness. Mm. Just saying, I think that's yeah. science for us for life that we should yeah. also be studying that to yeah. help people yeah. out more. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, I know it's tooting our own horn because it's what we do, but just the amount of success that we see where people that are struggling with depression that just have that fatigue depression combination, when they start fueling their body, yes. when they start lowering inflammation, neuroinflammation being part of it, 
there's tons of studies looking at that. There's this, the cytokine model of cognitive function. It's how inflammation impacts how our brain works. Well, stroke is inflammatory and so is depression. We need to be paying attention. And to me, I think it is interesting that the limitation in the study was there. That's why we need to see more functional yep. integrative research yeah. yep. to look Preach. at the modalities of what we can do to actually get to the root cause of these things before they have or a stroke or another problem. So, yeah. yeah. Love it. All right. Great episode, friends. Yeah. Any parting words? Take Holly. us there, Holly. Come on. I don't really have any parting <laughs> words. That article really has me thinking. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. People... To, to, to kick us out of this episode. Yeah, not to go back to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's like, can we talk a little bit more about depression? <laughs> <laughs> People love to last ask me anything when we did a little oh, yeah. Backstreet Boys. Mm. So do you have another Backstreet Boys song? Wait, which one did we do? Backstreet Boys. Back. All right, All yeah. Right. Oh my God, we're back again. <laughs> I don't know that. No, 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 no. We all tried. We're all like, oh, we don't know that song. Oh I'm my sorry, gosh, Holly. Guys, are you for real? We're going to no. have to listen no. to the song pre-podcast. Right, I'll have a song prepared every AMA moving Perfect. forward. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's a great way to end this episode. So if you all want to learn more about what we do, if you want to like just maybe get a glimpse of Holly and just imagine her Send singing your song 90s request. pop songs. Send your song request. No, seriously, Spice Girls. We've talked about this. Yeah. Spice Girls, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney. I mean, just give it to us. Yep. Yeah. R- request. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll, like, it'll help that depression <laughs> out karaoke, for all of us. Karaoke night on <laughs> We're, the Ask we're here anything. for it. <laughs> Bring us joy. Yeah, if you want to learn more about our work, check it out at drwillcole.com. Go to the consultation, become a patient page. You can go to the podcast page. You can check the books out. There's lots of free resources there as well. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.